This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 387 of Horse Tip Daily, a different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings to you the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Today's tip is sponsored by Equestrian Collections. Visit them at equestriancollections.com. Enjoy today's tip. Howdy, everybody. Glenn the Geek back with you from Lexington, Kentucky, and welcome back to Horse Tip Daily. Well, this tip comes from, actually, the morning show. This comes from Horses in the Morning. If you listen to Horses in the Morning every day, then you may have heard this before, and you can just skip over to the next one. If not, then this is something I'm sure that you would be interested in. We had a fascinating discussion. Every week, we have uh, Lisa from the Chronicle of the Horse on uh, talking to us about what's hot over at the Chronicle, and she had a topic this week I thought was fascinating, an article that they had published, and she'll tell you more about it, but it turned to be, uh, turned out to be all about protein and what your horse needs in the way of proteins and things like that, and I just thought it was a fascinating discussion between myself, uh, Jamie Jennings, Jennifer H., who are both on the morning show, and Lisa from the Chronicle. I think you'll find this interesting if you didn't hear it before, and we'll have that in just a moment. But first, we're going to tell you a little bit about Equestrian Collections. You only have one week left for the specials in January. Hey everyone, it's that time of the year again for after-holiday closeout sales, and Equestrian Collections has hundreds of items for you at tremendous savings up to 70% off. Closeouts from Ariat, JPC, Pessoa, Ovation, and so many more. Highly discounted specials include ladies' apparel, footwear, saddle pads, bags, belts, coats, and the list goes on and on. Remember, you can save up to 70% now, but this is a closeout and quantities are limited. So grab the keyboard and type in equestriancollections.com. You'll see the great big ad right on their homepage for all of their closeout specials now for the month of January. Get them before they're gone at equestriancollections.com. Uh, well, this week, actually, we launched a new series on our website, and we ran the first article in our magazine as well on January 17th, um, and it's a series about nutrition, equine nutrition, of course, uh, so uh-huh. I thought I would talk about maybe the first one of those and then mention what we have coming up um, in terms of the rest of the series, because it's going to be going on for, I think, eight weeks. Okay. So the first uh, story that came out in the series is about protein, which I thought was pretty interesting because I don't know, you know, I'm sure a lot more people are more scientific about this, but I usually just, you know, feed my horses some kind of food I think is good, and if they seem to be in pretty good weight, I don't really think that much else about it. Um, but this series is kind That's of probably about how ninety five percent. Yep, <laughs> not too fat, not too thin, unless you're doing okay at least. Um, this series kind of gives you a little more education about it, which I think is pretty interesting. So this one, that the first one that came out, just talks about protein. And first of all, it talks about what protein is, which I thought was pretty interesting. Um, and it talks about the role of protein in horses. And I always assumed that protein was basically energy, and that's not really the case. It, protein can serve as an energy source, but it does so very poorly. Um, its main use is to rebuild uh, muscles and tissues in the horse. So that wasn't something I knew. I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, so when you feed your horse protein, 
you're not thinking about, oh, this is going to make them, you know, fat or, you know, they need less protein because they're too fat. Really what protein does is uh, it focuses on rebuilding. So if you have a horse that's in a lot of hard work, they need more protein because they need more rebuilding of muscles and tissues because those things break down with a lot of exercise. Um, and similar to, you know, broodmares also need a lot more protein and weanlings need actually the most out of any horses, which I thought was kind of interesting. So it has a protein uh, guideline in this article, and for just your average pleasure horse, you know, maybe going out on the trails a couple times a week, 8% is sufficient. Uh, if you have a performance horse in light work, that would be 10% protein. A performance horse in intense work is 12%. Um, it's 12 also for young horses, like, you know, one to three years. Uh, and lactating broodmares, and then for yearlings, it's 13%, and for weanlings, it's 14%. Those numbers are much lower than I than what you heard 10 years ago. Yeah, it really. That's kind of very interesting, interesting that, that the research has, has changed it that much. Now, you might not be the best person to ask this, but it might be something that was covered in the uh, in the articles that you guys are doing. Yep. Is it true that if your horses stall has a very, now we're assuming that it's a clean stall, Yep. has a strong ammonia odor, you need to see if your horse is getting too much protein. That is true. It did say that in this article. Um, it says, you know, although they used to say that too much protein in a horse's diet would make their kidneys, their kidney function, you know, they would damage their kidneys basically. That's not kidneys, actually yeah. true. Really? Um, but if they do have too much protein, that is, the case, you know, their urine starts to smell more and more like ammonia because um, it's been, I guess, excess of nitrogen that's being excreted. Yeah, and then the little bugs get into it and turn it into ammonia, and it makes the place stink. Yep. Um, and on that one, a very interesting statistic I read in about a million years ago in this <laughs> magazine that um, if you were to take a ammonia testing device that that tests ammonia vapor, yep. which are very expensive, or I was going to buy one, but they're very very expensive to buy and test the amount of ammonia actually in the air at knee height of your horse, like you go in your stall and the horses huh. all smell ammonia-ish, if you were to actually test that air, it is many, 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 many times higher than what the OSHA will allow a human to be exposed to Whoa. in the workplace. That's interesting. So if you smell ammonia in your stall, you are doing <laughs> your horse's lungs and sinuses some serious disservice. Wow, that's good to know. Yeah, it was just weird. I thought, wow, I didn't realize that because, you know, we find it offensive. Yeah. But to realize that it's actually over the years damaging your horse's body, that was yep. that was pretty strong stuff. So <laughs> I'm a real – I, I love my, my stall fresher now because in the summertime when they're eating grass, it's pretty much a chronic problem, the ammonia. Yeah. Um, yep. so I'm real big on my stall refresher now. <laughs> yeah, that's the interesting thing is that this article also talks about, unfortunately, figuring out how much protein your horse is getting is a little bit of a math problem. Um, I yeah. say unfortunately because I don't like math. Um, <laughs> yeah, you but, go, girl. <laughs> <laughs> it says that fresh pasture has 23 to 28% protein. Hmm. That's, you know, spring and summer grass, while autumn grass only has 14 to 18% protein. So I thought that was interesting. Um, and then it talks about hay as well. Hay has, you know, 6 to 10%. And that's just your regular, like, grass hay. Um, but if you're feeding alfalfa hay, that has 20% protein. 
Um, so I guess what you're, you know, the ideal thing to do is to figure out, you know, first of all, you know how much grain your horse gets and, you know, that protein amount is on the bag. So you can figure out how much protein they're getting from that and then sort of try to figure out how much protein they're getting from grass and hay on top of that to figure out if yeah. they're getting enough. So I guess the next question to ask there is, and having been in the retail industry and sold a lot of horse feed to a lot of people, when you read your bag, if your bag only tells you crude protein and yep. doesn't give you guaranteed results of digestive protein, again, you could be really fooling around with what he's really getting because just because it says crude protein doesn't mean he can actually physically digest it and use it for um, building muscle, hair, right. etc. that right. a horse is supposed to do. Is that the way it works? I guess that's the way it works. Uh, this doesn't talk that much about that particular aspect of it, and I unfortunately don't know very much about it. Um, but that makes sense. I mean, you think about how much of anything you eat that you can, you know, successfully metabolize, and it's not all of it. Right, yeah, because so I know that somebody did a test, and it might have been Purina many, many years ago. They took boot leather, the boot, the leather that is used to create the soles of boots, Yep. and they tested it for protein, and it came out to, you know, like 10% protein or something, something wow. that was equivalent <laughs> to an inexpensive horse feed. And they said, you can get the same crude protein from a piece of tanned leather. Right. <laughs> that doesn't, you know, so buying those feeds for the extra couple of bucks that have the guaranteed analysis of which proteins, how yep. much taurine and how much lysine and stuff. Yep. If you have a horse that genuinely depends on that grain for his essential amino acids, that's kind of a smart way to go. Right. Well, you know what I'm going to do? You guys you guys are totally wearing me out. I'm trying to think like, okay, am I feeding my horse the right thing? What kind of approach? I'm just going to buy name brand. I'm sorry. I'm just going to buy Purina. They've all done all the research for me. It's all there on the bag. I don't have to read it. You just, just, just give them what they, you know, the best way to feed your horse is to look at them and see if they need more or less. Yeah. That's what I go with. And I'm not going to I'm going to throw a plug in here for Feed XL. Go to Feed XL and That's give them right. a try. They'll tell you exactly what you oh. need to feed, and they even go into the proteins and the feeds and what which feed would be the best. So I just throw yep. the plug in. And this series uh, was actually, we have some of our web series that are sponsored by companies, and this one was sponsored by Neutrina. So, of course, I have to throw in a plug for Neutrina, too. And they, ha they have quite a oh, few yeah. feeds that have those guaranteed analysis on the back. Yep. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about, those name brand feeds where they're huge companies. You know, here in Arizona, we've got 40 different feed companies right around this area. And what I like about those name brand feeds is if I travel with my horses, I can get the same feed anywhere. Yep. Uh, and that's yep. what I like about that. And you can maintain pretty pretty good consistency. And they have spent millions, Neutrina and Purina and all those big name brands, they've spent so much money on research and, and it just seems to me like a logical course. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yep. Um, and it does say, you know, you can sort of look at your horse and tell, you know, if your horse is really deficient in protein, uh, they will look poor. You know, their skin or their hair is going to look sort of dull. They're not going to be building muscle. They're going to be sort of, you know, weak looking. Um, and horses that are super deficient in protein actually can't focus very well, which I thought was interesting. Really? Huh. Yeah. I feel That's like a what my horse. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's wrong with Glenn. He's protein yeah. deficient. <laughs> 
Well, I hope you found that somewhat useful. It was a little bit of fun there at the end. We had uh, Lisa from the Chronicle of the Horse at crownofhorse.com. I put a link to that particular article in our show notes for for this episode, number 387, uh, brought to you by Equestrian Collections. Also on there was Jamie Jennings and Jennifer H. That's who you heard piping in there as well. And, of course, you can listen to Horses in the Morning every morning at 9 a.m. Eastern at horsesinthemorning.com, Monday through Friday. We'd love to have you join Join us live, or you can listen to the recorded version there as well. Well, we'll be back again tomorrow with another new expert and a different horse tip. Until then, stay safe, everyone. The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements of guests or their opinions. Use your own judgment when listening to the tips provided by the experts on Horse Tip Daily. (laughs) 